Good morning, good morning on this awesome Sunday morning. Second Sunday in 2021. Trust you had a phenomenal weekend and welcome to this broadcast this morning and that we can reach the world and impact nations and change the destiny and the stinking thinking of people what the enemy tries to put in their minds. Oh, my word, we pray for all the family uh, that lost some loved ones this weekend and pastors passed away, their children passed away, parents passed away. Now, that's a lot of the negative. <laughs> Thank God that they know Jesus, so it's graduation time for them. But the fact that you open your eyes this morning and that you are alive is a sign your life is not over yet. Now, this is phenomenal when we speak in January about the principle of first. And we had last Sunday morning impact. And last Sunday night, we spoke on this. And we're going to build today because at the end of January, you're going to be that champion. Your spiritual muscles is going to develop you're going to be physically lean, spiritually fat, and highly favored. Oh, my word. Now, we, we spoke about this, and I want to help you because the three most important things on anybody's journey in this life who serves God is three things that you need to understand with the principle of first. The secret to live a phenomenal significant life depends on three things. Doesn't matter if you serve God a hundred years. I'm serving God this year, 52 years. And I was stupid at a time because I was going with the flow. And uh, we've, we've learned scripture explains scripture. And scripture also explains scripture. So you need to Understand when scripture explains scripture and describes scripture and answers scripture, I need to go back to the word. And here in Matthew chapter 4, Jesus made the statement, and I just pick up of last week, that he said in verse 4, man shall not live from bread alone. Not Kentucky, not Nando's, not <laughs> Spur, uh, or whatever place you eat. Tucker Bells in the U.S. or Burger King. He says, man's lives will be sustained by the word of God. And then in verse 19, he turned to fishermen, had no idea about what it is to follow Jesus. And he said, follow me as my disciples and as somebody directing your life. Then I will make you fishers of men. Then we come to chapter 5 in Matthew chapter 6, chapter 7. And we discover he gives us the believer's constitution how to live by. And in that believer's constitution is a phenomenal thing of Matthew chapter 6, 33. But before we get there, the three things that Jesus always from Genesis Till revelation, God always wants to be first. He never wants to be second and third and fourth and just on the sideline and a Sunday thing and uh, uh, opportunity thing or uh, when I'm in a trouble thing. No, no, no. God said, I need to be first because remember, I'm a jealous God. God said that he doesn't want to share you because when we operate by the principle of first, our whole life comes into godly divine order. Now, in the mind of God, God's perspective, what God has in mind for you is the fullness. That's why John says, I need to get less so that he can be more. My word, it's that the glory of God, the manifest presence of God, God himself will be seen in and through our lives. Now, there's three words that I want to lay a powerful foundation to build on because you can hear and not listening, my word. 
And uh, oh, yeah, if Jesus one time said, and God also mentioned, he said, these people, they honor me with their lips, but their hearts is not in this. So the walk with God is a heart issue, not a lip issue. Because what the heart is full of will comes out of the mouth. And God only wants the kingdom stuff to come out of our mouths. Because remember, you are now a new creature. He rewrites your DNA. You are royalty now. And I'll touch on that later. And uh, you became a new creature. Listen, old things has passed away. He gave you the greatest ministry, ministry of reconciliation. Wow, <laughs> that's the greatest miracle are you and me <laughs> that were once lost, now saved. That's why we have a song the holy angels cannot sing. Amazing grace, how sweet and sound. And then he made you his ambassador, a representative on the face of the earth. 1 John 3, 8, for this reason, Jesus appeared. He came to do what? To destroy the works of the devil. Because in Genesis chapter 3, the devil was not satisfied with Adam and Eve. And he wants to shift the principle of first. And he wants them to see things and put things above God. And uh, rewrite God's divine order. Now, one thing about God in the book of Hebrews says that yesterday, today, and forever, God cannot change. He's always the same. That's why he's after the foundation. If he can destroy the foundation, if the foundations are destroyed, Psalm 11:3, what can the unyieldingly righteous do? Or what has he, the righteous one, wrought or accomplished? So the enemy's plan is to destroy foundation. And how does he do that? By ignorance. If we are ignorant about what God says, because that's why the prophet Isaiah comes in Isaiah chapter 5. Isaiah chapter 4, 6 says the same thing. But Isaiah, he was my word giving a bigger thing about this. And he says, my people, God's very own people. So the strategy of the enemy is to get a hold of God's people. Therefore, my people go into captivity. Now, did you hear? They're not in captivity. They go into captivity. God's revelation of truth sets you free. You don't need to walk with guilt. You don't need to be an orphan. You don't need to be a prodigal. You know, no, don't, don't, don't be to a second-hand one. No, you are the son and the daughter of God that must manifest on the face of the earth. Romans chapter number eight. But he comes with ignorance, with stupidity, a lack of knowledge. Therefore, my people go into captivity. Listen to what? To their enemies. Wow. He says, without knowing it, and because they have no knowledge of God and their honorable men, their glory are famished and their common people are parched with thirst. One translation says, and that's why the priests could not fulfill their duty. In other words, you are a royal priesthood and the enemy wants to use this against you so that he can destroy the foundation where God is always first. Now the three things is that I need in life. Doesn't matter <laughs> more for us who serve God, but in everything, every individual on the face of the earth, you need three things. You need knowledge. You need understanding. You need wisdom. Now, now, what did we say? Knowledge. What does that mean? It means information. I need information. Because what I don't know can harm me. I need information, knowledge. Understanding is comprehension. What I read, what I hear, do I understand it God's way? Or do I just make it out some theological explanation? No. The third thing I need is wisdom. That's application. 
So I need knowledge, information. I need understanding, comprehension. I need wisdom, listen, to, for application. And that's why wisdom is the supreme thing. It's how does wisdom come? Through knowledge, through understanding, and then I have to have the wisdom of what the knowledge is saying. Oh, my word. Information always brings a transformation. That's what knowledge do. Now, I can have knowledge or understanding, but if I don't have application of that, the wisdom, I remain stupid. And that's a lack of knowledge that brings God's people in trouble. Now, the secret, the secret this morning, listen, family, if I can just say a few things that can hit a home run and help you to understand the principle of first, the secret to fulfill my life's journey. <laughs> listen, where it's going to be a life journey of impact, of change, of pioneering of the nations you need to reach for God comes through this kind of thing. Knowledge, understanding, and wisdom. God's way of doing things. Now, religion always postpone. This is a phenomenal thing when this opened up for me. Religious always postpone the kingdom of God to a future experience, one day there, one day when I get to heaven, one day when this is in that millennium time or in the what time. That's what religion does. But relationship with God say, I don't need to wait for there. I can have it now. Jesus's prayer. Now, this is phenomenal because you need to, and I'll, I'll get to that because <laughs> they want to go to that future experience somewhere there. But where it is, wisdom is what I've discovered not important to people. They just go with the flow. He said that, she said that, the medical profession said that, the, 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 the scientists said that, the, 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 the people, no, 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 no. Uh, they, they don't think. And this is the most dangerous thing because the word of God, God has three things for you in store this morning. He wants you to know the good. Say the good. I always say when people ask me, how are you doing? I said, great. Because good is the greatest enemy <laughs> to greatness. So that good means greatness. God has a good, a greatness life, an acceptable, a perfect life for you in store. How do I get through that? It's a daily decision. Pastor Jeff is phenomenal on the subject. He says, by renewing your mind after the word of God. That's why the principle of first, everything boils down to the same thing. God's way of doing things. Now, let me help you with this, because if the kingdom of God is something that people think to experience in the future, God wants you to experience it right now. If you say, see, if you say something is now, listen, you want to expect, your expectation goes higher and then you can experience it. So expectation comes before experience. If you say, I can experience God's kingdom right now, and I'm going to show you out of scripture, right now, right now, in the midst of a storm, in the midst of a situation, I can experience the very best of God. <laughs> Andrew Nuppies years ago, he was there in Boxburg, and he heard... Uh, American preacher came and he said, now Nappis couldn't speak English and he wants so hard to speak English. And he said, my word, he said, Pentecost makes the devil very cross. <laughs> Nappis tries to imitate that and he forgot what the guy said. And he said, 
plenty cross makes the devil Pentecost. Now, that's not the truth. But, but that's how many people operate. Because God wants you to experience right now. And that's why Matthew 6.33 is such a powerful scripture that we're going to use and read from and explain it and, and, and uh, help you to tap into that great dimensions of God greater than anything else. Because when we read Psalm 11.3 and it speaks about the foundation is the basis and the basis is it's, it's the thing that if it's broken, if it's removed, what will the righteous do? That's what's happening now overseas. That's what the unrighteous people wants to move, the godly foundations. So, and when they can move it and it's broken, what will the righteous do? But God called you to rule and reign in this life. And this is the most phenomenal thing. Now, here is the thing that Jesus gave us marching orders. We're still in the book of Matthew. We said chapter 4, verse 4, man shall live from every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. So here Jesus, he said, the words I speak is life and light. That's why the psalmist says, the entrance of thy word brings light. My word. You are destined to walk in this light of God <laughs> because Jesus said he's the light. And then he turned around and said, you're the light of the world. You are. Say, I am the light of the world. You are the salt of the earth. We're here to preserve, to break through, to change it, not to look at circumstances of where you are right now. God gave us a way out and Hear the word of the Lord this morning. Come on, somebody. This is so powerful. And uh, because if the foundation be destroyed, removed, or broken, what can the righteous do? And how do they do it? They replace truth with a half a truth and then a complete lie. Now, a half a truth is more dangerous than a complete lie. That's how the cultic people start, and the Jim Jones and... People let them drink Kool-Aid and wipe out a whole community. That's a half a truth. Now, that's why Jesus, when he was giving the instruction to the church, he said, because you are lukewarm, I'll spew you out of my mouth. There's only three levels that you can operate in, one of three. You're either cold, you're either lukewarm, or you're either on fire for the Messiah, your heart. And this is where God wants us to be. He said, would you rather be cold and, uh, or hot? But now that you look warm, I'll spew you. Now, this is the thing. We need the word of God continually. Meditate the word. Remember Joshua 1. God gave him the greatest key to break through, to be prosperous, to be blessed, to well awesome, to be in everything he does. What God says will happen. By meditating the word day and night, let the word don't depart from your mouth. Then you will walk and you will live and you will move in greatness. That's what God wants you to do, to move in these great things. Now listen, my word, Matthew 6, 33, and out of the Amplified, I love the Amplified. There's an AMPC. That's a step more of, uh, more that can broaden your horizons of thinking thinking, and it's written in very plain English and Matthew 6.33 explain this thing but seek seek aim at <laughs> you see that's the opportune God wants you to hit the target years ago with the people who who was shooting and they did the competition and the Olympics and uh, <laughs> with the bow and arrows, they, they, they had this thing they have to shoot through a pipe to hit the, the bull's eye. That's going to be the champion of champions. But the, that, that pipe is the opportune. If you miss the opportune, that's where the word opportunity comes from. You, you cannot miss the opportune. 
And if you miss the opportune, you're not going to hit the bullseye. And that's what God wants to give us. He gives us, this is your opportune to hit the bullseye and demonstrate Satan's defeat. Oh, now, somebody say to hell with the devil. <laughs> the book says, in that day they will say, oh, was it he? who kings were fighting and overthrew nations and stuff because the enemy always tries to imitate a different picture than what he really is. He's defeated. He's overcome by the blood of the Lamb, the word of your testimony. But seek, aim at, and strive after, first of all, his kingdom and his righteousness, his way of doing and being right. And then, then, All these things taken together, the money, the houses, the cars, the land, the business, the jobs, the prosperity, the whatever you want to call it, then these things will be added unto you. The scripture connects you to come out of chaos, to come to live life on this earth. Significant and phenomenal. Not to be excused that I'm alive and 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 uh, I'm defeated and I'm so de- I understand all that I've been there, I'm depressed. I cannot. I've learned if I don't bolt myself up every day, I have opportunities to be defeated. And that's why this principle of the word: seek ye first the kingdom of God and its righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. What does it say? Seek what? First, 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 the kingdom. Now the kingdom have five things. And this is the five things you need to get it in your mind because you need to understand your identity, your purpose and timing. You know, when Zimbabwe was taken over many years ago, this church made the same mistake where America is right now. Instead of standing in unity, unity means we stand for the same cause. We are people of one of purpose. They were fighting. Now, it's the Christian world. And uh, so, boom, (laughs) Mugabe just came in and took over. Because for the church to rise up to understand your identity, your purpose, and your time. Timing is very important. We are in crucial times. That's why tomorrow we start with the 21 day of prayer and fast. We don't do it because everybody does it. We do it because we need to understand three o'clock this afternoon, my word, all over and brought there from Mount Zion, from the PPC head office, that people will stand outside their front doors in the driveways and raise their hands all over South Africa at three today and pray against this corona devil virus nonsense and pray against the things of the enemy and pull in the power of God in this nation. Because we deal with the God of the suddenlies. Now, <laughs> first things first, very important. <laughs> that means it will help me because the marching orders came. And for our purpose, listen, for this life to be significant, and that marching orders is Matthew 6.33. Because the principle of first in action determines if I am a fan or a follower. You see, many people are fans, but are they followers? So, oh, Jesus is there. I believe in God. Yeah, are you a fan of him? But are you a follower, a true follower of Christ? And uh, because... This is the phenomenal thing that I've put down this morning in writing. God's way is not our ways. And his ways will mess up (laughs) your natural mind, your natural way of doing things. My word, it will mess up. Come on, somebody. (laughs) Everything that you think, that's supposed how it's supposed to be. No, no. When God, he's hit with a straight line. It's a plan A. It's the only plan. It's the key. The word is seed. 
This is the seed. I always say this and this helped me. This is an acorn. I'm never without an acorn. But actually, I carry a tree. This tree, when it produces fruit, is a forest. So you carry a carrier of a forest. But it doesn't help. You keep it in your pocket. Because seed needs to be sown. And I sow it by meditate, speak the word, act upon the word, do the word. Because the seed is, and Jesus said, the word is seed is the key to unlock. A key is a very small device, but it can frustrate you if the door doesn't open, if you lost your keys and, or you replace your keys. Maybe you've lost the keys of the kingdom. And in this month, you'll pick up the keys again. And today, we don't have time to waste. Come on, somebody. By putting God first of all. Oh, my word. Because <laughs> when you apply the principle, the five things, seek ye first the kingdom. A kingdom has five things. The five keys or five principles or five attributes. Number one, a kingdom have a key. <laughs> the key. The key. The kingdom have a key. Number two, <laughs> The king, a kingdom has territory, territory. Jesus created Adam and he gave him jurisdiction and he gave him territory. He gave him the world. He said, rule and reign. Come on, somebody. <laughs> and uh, that's a place of authority. And didn't Jesus restore that authority back in your life? So <laughs> if you seek the kingdom, you will have the keys. Then you will be in God's territory. The devil, there's only three dimensions to operate in. And the devil can only operate in two. But we operate in every dimension. We have earth where we live. Second heaven where demonic powers are and the rulers are. The devil is not the God of this world. No, it's what we allow him. You are here. It's God's territory. The earth belongs to the Lord and the fullness thereof. And then the third heaven, where God rules and reigns. Now, the enemy can only operate on the earth and in the second heaven. He cannot in the third heaven. But you are seated through Christ Jesus in the third heaven. You rule over the second and earth. <laughs> That's why knowledge is important. That's why wisdom is important. Come on, somebody. <laughs> that we have the, the information that we can apply the word of God. Because the third thing, he has objects, citizens. You are a citizen on the face of the earth of, in the kingdom of God. That's why scripture says, oh, my word, we belong from another kingdom. Remember what he made you ambassador. You're here to represent another kingdom on the face of the earth. We're not here only to represent I'm a South African, I'm a citizen, I'm what? No, no, no. You're a citizen of heaven. You're ambassador. As he is, so are we. Come on, somebody. My word. Number four. That kingdom that has keys, that has territory, that has citizens, also have laws or principles. How? They must operate. Matthew chapter 5, 6, 7. That's the laws. That's the way. The way of living. How God wants us to live. Come on, somebody. <laughs> this is very important stuff. And then number five, it has a lifestyle. How citizens will live here. What's the result of them? A way of living. So if we understand, he said, First, seek the kingdom of God. Seek the key. Come on. There's territory that you can move in. <laughs> you are a citizen of that territory of the kingdom. You, there's laws how to abide with. And then there's a lifestyle, a demonstration of the key. Of, come on, somebody, the territory of how a citizen live, of the law. 
There's a lifestyle, a demonstration of Satan's defeat. Because where you rule, Satan cannot rule. <laughs> Greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. It's the Bible. 1 John 4, 4. There's more for you and more in you than against you. What is the problem? Our mind. The battle is in the mind, the place of making decisions, your will, your emotions, your intellect. Come on, somebody. That's what we need to understand. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and its righteousness. Then all these things will be added unto you. Let me read Matthew 6 from chapter, from verse 30. Out of the message translation. If God, listen, oh my word, gives such attention to the appearance of wildflowers, most of which are never even seen. Don't you think he'll attend to you? He take pride in you. Do his best for you. That's God. What I'm trying to do here, Jesus speaking, is to get you to relax. <laughs> What's the opposite of relax? Worry. What's the enemy strategy? Worry. What does worry produce? Fear. What does fear produce? Anxiety. What does anxiety produce? Depression, oppression, compression, unbelief. Come on, <laughs> doubt. But this is what he says. Don't you think he'll attend to you, take pride in you, do his best for you? What I'm trying to do here is to get you to relax, to not be so preoccupied with getting. Most people just run. They just exist to make a living. And then they live limited. Or they say, I just want a car, I just want a house, and I just want to have a good pension. No, I don't have time for that. We're here for nations. We're here to take over the Western Cape. Tell the devil this morning, your time is over. We take over in Jesus' name. Ooh, hallelujah. <laughs> he says, with getting... So you can respond to God's giving. He said what people try to do. Let me, let me read it in whole. What I'm trying to do here. Jesus speaking. Is to get you to relax. To not be so preoccupied with getting. So you can respond to God's giving. Woo. People who don't know God. And the way he works. Fuss over these things. But you know both God and how he works. Steep your life in God reality, God initiative, God's provision. Don't worry about missing out. You'll find all your everyday human concern will be met. That's seek first the kingdom. Give your entire attention, verse 34, to what God is doing right now. And don't get worked up about what may or may not happen tomorrow. God will help you to deal with whatever hard things come up when the time comes. Ooh, a mouthful, a mouthful, a mouthful. <laughs> Turn to somebody, say, I'm coming into kingdom alignment. Because I have the mind of an overcomer. I have the spirit of a winner. I will not settle for less. How higher the heat, how more pure are we going to come out on the other side? Now let me finish. <laughs> that is the thing. Because Matthew 6, 33, what we were reading, is the principle of this thing. To finish strong. And the principle is to bring us into divine order. Come on, somebody. Matthew 6.33, when you apply it, the things that were barriers before becomes now a bridge through Matthew 6.33, through the principle of first. Jesus built a strong foundation here. The principle of first is to walk and to live in God's divine order. It's tested with fire. 
tested in the lion's den, tested with floods, tested with famine, tested on the cross of Calvary. Come on, tested in the grave, tested with resurrection, tested with ascension, tested with seated in heavenly, <laughs> heavenly places. Woo! <laughs> Not bad for somebody who's nearly 65. Oh, my word. A young preacher sent me a thing. He said, you old man, your time is over. I sent him a thing back. I said, this old man will preach you that your ears will hang like fish and chips, slop chips, French fries next to your head, man. Because <laughs> the word, oh, my word, the word, the word, the word, the number one weapon God used against Satan. It is written. Tell the devil this morning it's written. Your needs are met. You're out of debt. There's plenty more to put in store. By his stripes you have been made whole. You are healed. You will live and not die. Tell the devil this morning. My word. Because the principle of first is to walk and live in God's order. God's divine order. That is the purpose. Come on, somebody. Why you are here on the face of the earth. You're not an accident. You were designed by God. Jeremiah chapter 1. Before you were formed, I already called you. While you were in your mother's womb, I laid my hands upon you to call you to be a prophet to the nations. You need to see it this morning. Divine order. God's divine order remove plans and take you into purpose oh my word the order of god will take listen to this it will take it will push it will propel you to live out of the overflow of god and position you come on somebody in the principle of first now the question is this morning is god first in your life the answer to calamity, the answer to destruction, the answer to anything that's on the negative side lies in, is God first. If God is not first in everything, and we need to get there, you need to build that spiritual muscles. And uh, people say, well, God is first. Show me how you spend your time and show me your bank account, what you spend your money in. And on, and I will tell you if God is first. Tell me what conversations comes out of your mouth. Tell me what you think when nobody is present about other people and the kingdom. Then I will tell you by the word of God if God is first or second or number 10 or number 20 on the list. And I'm coming to a conclusion this morning to help you. When I operate in the principle of first, I've moved into divine order and everything in my life moves in order. My family life will come in order, my business life, my finances, my church life, my, 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 my work ethics, everything and the nation. But the nation and your community cannot come in divine order if the instruments of God is not operating in divine order. Now, this is very important. Because it's to live out of that place. It's the divine order of God works in this, in place, in time, in order, in position. And that is what the scripture says. Seek first who God is. He's a redeemer. He's a healer. He's the I am, the great I am. He's the unchangeable. He's the... The, the, the powerful one, he's the um, more than enough. <laughs> because when you understand these things, and then you will understand God's way of doing things, the kingdom is who God is, and God's way, the methods of God doing things. Now, this is phenomenal, because the kingdom is two words. It's a king's domain, and it means rulership and royalty. Oh my word. Peter says, you are royalty. <laughs> Revelation chapter 1, he has made us kings and priests, royalty. 
Peter says, you are a chosen generation. Say, I am chosen. Calm and quiet the voice inside of you that tries to tell you your mistakes and your shortcomings and, and what you don't have is the problem. Quiet that voice this morning by saying, I'm royalty. It was the grace of God, not my good deeds, that saved me 52 years ago. It's the grace and the goodness of God that kept me all these years, 46 years in ministry and close to 42nd year that we are in this area in the Western Cape. Come on, somebody. This is the thing that we must know. It's the first who God is. And then the kingdom, two words, a king's domain and rulership. <laughs> when God is first above, then you have the strong foundation to the fullness of everything, not the double portion that's limited. God's ideas overflow. It's more than enough. It's the great I am that lives inside of you. Oh, my word, this powerful scripture. When God is first above all, then you have the foundation and God's order, his way of doing, his way of doing propels you into his promises. And although they, how many promises of God there is in him, it's all yes and amen. Because now I don't longer think worldly. I don't just live to get worldly stuff. People hold on to stuff. And that's what Jesus said. He said, I try to get your attention, not to worry. Because if you're so concerned about that, that scripture we were reading out of the book of Matthew 6, 33, out of the Amplified, he says, my word, God and the way he works, people who don't know God and the way he works, fuss over these things, what they will eat and drink and what they will have and what they will drive and what money they have and who will compare with the Joneses. He says, they fuss over these things, but you know both God and how he works. Seek the kingdom and its righteousness. Steep your life in God reality, God initiative, God provision. Don't worry about missing out. You'll find all your everyday human concerns will be met. And that's the thing. He said, what I'm trying to do here is to get you to relax, to not be so preoccupied with getting to say, my name is Jimmy and just give me. So you can not so you can respond to God's giving. So God wants you to respond because the principle of first is how I'm going to respond to the kingdom. Because in Matthew 6, 21, that's a dangerous thing. We're still in Matthew. That's before Jesus said, seek the first the kingdom. He says, where your treasure is, that's where your heart will be. Wow, there's your treasure this morning. If your treasure is not the kingdom of God, if the treasure is this house and money I want and one day for the pension and how famous I'm going to be, your heart is really going to miss because the whole journey with God is to love God with all of your heart, also in the book of Matthew, all of your mind, with your soul and with all of your strength. That means with my intellect, my emotions, my will, the place of decision-making. I need to love God above all of that. Now, here is the thing. If we understand God must always be first. First in honor. He must have preeminence. And I showed you last week, Jesus was the first of all. He cannot accept second and third. You cannot first pay <clears throat> Edgar's and Pep stores and pick and pay and not doing God first because the first determines what happens with the rest. Is that right? Is that what we said? And the word <laughs> principle comes where the word police comes from. It's rulership. It's to domain. It's to bring order. So God wants you to 
operate in God's divine order of doing things. Now, God will mess up your mind. Here is a man. He's got leprosy. Comes from a foreign country and he's now here at the Jordan River close by. And he's at the prophet Elijah. And he thought he, Elijah's just going to wave over him. He's going to be healed. But God's instruction, he said, go and dip yourself seven times in the River Jordan. This man got angry. He said, my word, I'm come from the finest rivers, the cleanest rivers. Now I must dip myself in the dirty river. The instruction of God was Jordan. Can you imagine the first time nothing happened, second, third, fourth, fifth time, sixth time? That man must have been thinking, oh, Jesus, man, this is a dirty place. Look at the mud, look at everything. But when he dipped himself the seventh time, he came up, he was healed. God's way. Jesus said, you give them something to eat. Lord, we have nothing. But there's a little boy. He's got five loaves of bread and two fishes. There's about 30,000, 25 to 30,000 people. The Bible says 5,000 men. He didn't say, and there was women and children. The theologians explained that to us. And Jesus said, you give them. What did he do? He took the five loaves and the two fishes. He started praying. And then he dished it out. He multiplied. Or he, 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 what he did, he broke that in 12 pieces for each. Now, the five becomes 12. The two becomes 12 pieces. And now they have each less than what the boy gave originally. And he said, start giving them. The miracle happened in their hands. They were feeding. But the miracle was not only the feeding. The boy went back by operating God first with basket, 12 baskets of leftovers of that five he came with. See, God, well, Peter said, Lord, we owe the tax money. He said, go and catch a fish. God will mess up your way of thinking. We think God and what everybody thinks is God is so limited. Oh, God's got Joseph had said, Lord, there's three nations against us. <laughs> he was praying a family. Lord said, why, get up, man. So just get singers, Lord, they, the finest armies, just get singers. God will mess up your mind. That's why he mess up. You see, the, the, the principle of first is here what we need to understand, that all the first belongs to God. That's God's order. And the first things must remain first. Now, this is important. <laughs> The order of God all first belongs to him. The first when you wake up, your time. First hours of your day. The first day of the week, that's today. <laughs> the first month of the year, January. The first of your income. The first of your increase. The first of everything belongs to God. When we make him first, this is so powerful, and his principles first, then we bring in a divine order that we can operate with keys of the kingdom. We have territory to operate the world <laughs> and right through into heaven that we are seated. We are citizens then from the kingdom of God. We have spiritual laws to operate by. <laughs> My word. And then we have a godly lifestyle that we can live and demonstrate the devil's defeat in every area of this life. Now, this is the thing. The first always redeems the rest. And I said Sunday night, many people try to live their lives. They say they serve God, but they never redeemed by the first, redeem the rest. And if a donkey is not redeemed by a lamb, break its neck. People try, and I said it last week, to work out their life with a broken neck donkey. I'm coming to a conclusion. Somebody say, thank God. The prophetic word for this year in Amos chapter 9, 13 is what? Oh, my word, this is such a powerful word. Amos 9, 13 and amplified, it says the next thing. It's so powerful, it's going to help you to understand this thing. Amos 9, 13. The
the prophetic word for 2021. It's decree. Decree means I have the word in my heart, in my mind, in my mouth, and I do it. That's wisdom, activation. He says, Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, that the plowman shall overtake the reaper, and the treader of grapes, him who sows the seed, and the mountains shall drop sweet wine, and all the hills shall melt, that is everything there to for, barren and unfruitful shall overflow with spiritual blessings. And I will bring back the exiles of my people Israel, and they shall build the waste cities and inhabit them. Now this is the most glorious word, because I have the experience you sowed, and immediately out of a source that you don't even know where it comes from, a hundred times more, God blessed, God move. How God kept this ministry, it's through the principle where we are lovers of God. That's what the principle of first is. I demonstrate to the world I am called a lover of God. Because for those who love God, everything will work for the good. So the real Christian faith is lovers of God, where we live an unselfish life, where we put God first and with the assurance God will take care of us and he will give us much more because the first redeemed the rest. In the book of Proverbs chapter number 3 verse 7, and let me get to the second part. What this is about seeking God, it's about honor. God wants to be first. He wants to have preeminence in everything. Oh, my word, and when that opens, it makes it easy to serve God. Everything that's an effort, the scripture says, New Testament, everything you do, do it as how? As unto the Lord. I do it for my pastor. No, do it as unto the Lord, because if you can do it for your pastor, you do it for somebody else, you can do it with an attitude. But when I do it as unto the Lord, I have a pep in my step. I do it with the best of my ability. I do it in excellence. I do it without moaning and groaning and complaining. Now we've just killed the holy cow right now. <laughs> Proverbs chapter 3. This is the powerful thing. He says in verse 5, Lean on, trust in, and be confident in the Lord with all your heart and mind, and do not rely on your own insight or understanding. In all your ways, know, recognize, and acknowledge him, and he will direct and make straight and plain your paths. Be not wise in your own eyes. Did you hear what I was just reading? Be not wise in your own eyes. Don't want to do it Frank Sinatra, blue eyes. I'll do it my way. Your way and my way doesn't have the guarantee. God's way through the kingdom principle. Let your kingdom come as it is in heaven, now on earth. God wants you to experience, not one day there, now this very morning, January the 10th, reverently fear and worship the Lord and turn entirely away from evil. That evil is your own thoughts, your own ideas, what Satan planned. If you don't do what God has ordained, you will later do what your flesh desire. Verse 9, honor the Lord. Woo! <laughs> That's why giving is never a problem to me. We've given away thousands, could be millions now, in different nations. One time I was in America and the Lord said, this couple in uh, Italy needs money, fly there, readjust your plane ticket, take their money. Another time I was overseas and the Lord said, there's a couple. Now listen, I'm a South African. <laughs> South African money to the British pound or to the, the euro. <laughs> it's a different story. It's about 20, 20 bucks buys one euro, of one, one pound, 22. And one euro is about 17, 18 rand. Now that's the price of maybe a bread here in South Africa. And the Lord said, take them a thousand, do this, do that, the next thing. Even if you convert American money, it's twice as much. And the Lord said, fly now to the UK. This couple needs money. That's why it's never difficult for me to follow the instruction of God. If it's millions, if it's 10, if it's 20, money is just a tool. It's just a tool. I've learned when Matthew 6, 33 changed my life. 
It helped me. When things get out of order, I turn back to this. It's all about honoring God. Put God first. He says, honor the Lord with what? Your capital and sufficiency from righteous labor. That's a demonstration. Money doesn't possess me. I'm not fearful about the future. God is still my source. And in in this time when the church was closed, you'll be shocked. Out of nine services, if there comes in in American dollar money, $200. Out of nine services. (laughs) That's about, what, 2,500 or so. He says, under the Lord with your capital and sufficiency from righteous labors and with the first fruits of all your income. First fruits. We'll still explain that. What will happen when I honor God with the first, when I put God first? Before I do anything, I give God his portion and I bring it into the kingdom. (laughs) Oh, my word. So shall your storage places be filled with plenty and your vat shall be overflowing with new wine. Well, good stuff. I really don't believe in the Old Testament. It's funny, but you've tried to put Old Testament things in your New Testament church by the tithe and the offering. (laughs) But it's not about money. It's about honoring. Malachi chapter 1. The burden oracle, the thing to be lifted up of the word of the Lord to Israel by Malachi, my messenger. So this is God speaking. And then God comes and he tells them they were so poor and everything happened and all the bad things and then in verse 6, he says, A son honors his father, natural, and a servant his master. If then I am Father, capital God, your father, where is my honor? And if I am a master, capital M, the ruler, the one in control, where is the reverend, the fear due to me? says the Lord of hosts to you, O priest, who despise my name. You say, how and in what way have we despised your name? By offering, by giving. That's not chapter 3, that's chapter 1. By giving, polluted food upon my altar. And you ask, how have we polluted it and profaned you? By thinking that the table of the Lord is contemptible and may be despised. When you priests offer blind animals for sacrifice, in other words, instead of giving God first and the very best, he cannot take second best. He wants the best of you. He wants you completely. And if they start doing, bring the blind sacrifice, blind sheep. And God said, that's not honoring me. He said, you sacrifice polluted stuff. That's why everything, heaven has closed. The book of Haggai said, heaven has closed. Let's jump to chapter 3 and then I'm closing. He says, even from the days, verse 7, of your father, you have turned aside from my ordinances and have now kept them. Not kept them. Return to me and I will return to you, says the Lord of hosts. But you say, how shall we return? Now, in verse number six, that was seven. God says, God says, for I am the Lord. I do not change. That is why you, O sons of Jacob, are not consumed. God did not change. He's not against you. He's for you. It's when I follow the principles. I cannot serve him with my lips, but my heart is not my action speaks louder than my words. It doesn't matter if I make the, I cannot just make the right sounds that everybody can say, Woo, what a Christian, what a child of God. But my heart is not in that. Jesus knew that. God knows everything. He said, I need you to love me, to put me first. Because the kingdom law, the key and the, Territory you need to operate in as an object, as a living, born-again ambassador of heaven is by doing the laws to have this great life that I have planned for you of Jeremiah 29, 11. It says, return. How must we return? 
Then Jesus, God asks a question. Will a man rob God? Rob him of what? Or defraud God? You rob and defraud me, but you say, in what way do we rob or defraud you? You have withheld your money, your tithes and offerings, whatever it may be. You have withheld them. You did not put me first. You did not honor me. That's why the curse is upon a nation. Somebody release a thing. We need to keep Africa poor and keep them oppressed. They're out of the big, uh, what's, what's that, the evil forces. They're in for a surprise. Oh, my word, God's going to turn South Africa and the nations around to impact the world. He says, you are cursed with the curse for you are robbing me, even this whole nation. He says, now he gives the, 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 the antidote. He said, bring, bring. The whole tithe, all the tithe, the whole tenth of your income into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house and prove me now by it, says the Lord of hosts, if I will not open the windows of heaven for you and pour you out a blessing two-way. He wants to open, oh my word, Preston, share a powerful word. Now, the the, the window of heaven, a, a heaven window, it's humongous. <laughs> Not just your house window or the bank door. He said, if I will open the window of heaven for you, pour you out a blessing, that there shall not be a room enough to receive it. And God said, then he will rebuke the devourer, and then he will do this, and nations will call you happy and blessed. That's God's way of doing things in this time in January, where we dedicate the first month, the first time, what we wake up, the first thought, the first portion of our money, the first portion of all our income. I was a businessman, and people said, you tithe out of this and out of that. No, what I did while I was such a significant businessman, I tithe out of the whole income of the business. And the day when I sold the business, God said, give the money away, I did. I was in a three-quarter of a million of debt, and supernaturally, within Three, four months, God wiped out three quarter of a million of debt. The money was not enough to cover that debt, but God covered it. And that's just the principle of the word. Why do we need to be give? Why is money such an issue? No, it's not. God just want to see what's in your heart. That's the only thing. Where's your treasure? Where's your heart? Money can become a God to you and you can miss it will occupy your time. Your, it will occupy everything. And God said, I want you to seek the kingdom because the first. Have the heart of Abel that <coughs> the first belong to me. And that's why he was so blessed. He could accept his sacrifice. Isaac sowed in the time of famine, in the time of the second famine. And God blessed him in the same year a hundred times more that even the Philistines envied him. How closing, by applying the principle of first, first of your time, first thoughts, first day of the week, first month of the year, <laughs> my word, the first portion of everything. Listen, you unlock the greatness of God. It's about the trust. God is your confidence. You put him above circumstances, anything, and you become an obedient vessel that God can flow through you. God's going to use you to unlock that prophetic promise God has ordained for you to be a world changer, a history maker, a planet shaker. Your time is not over yet. Come on, somebody. You're going to give birth to the miraculous, to the impossibilities. You're going to see miracles happen. You're going to see in the, the, the natural will be invaded by the supernatural ability of God through you. You will raise the dead, heal the sick, cast out devils, and see the supernatural come to pass when I follow the principle of first. May God first again today. Let him be first because you are a citizen of heaven, a first-class citizen, seated in heavenly places, royalty, a chosen generation. You are called to be a king, a priest, and a prophet of your life. Operate in their dimensions. And you operate as a new creature who has the greatest ministry 
the ministry of reconciliation, make disciples and teach them. And you are God, Jesus' ambassador, his representative. He'll hand over the baton to you and me. And he says, live the great kingdom life. I love you. Gustav the toy this morning, here out of the Western Cape from South Africa. When the last share this message, if it can help somebody. If you don't know Jesus this morning, that's the starting point. And then you start with Matthew 6.33. When you gave your heart to the Lord, that's your way of operating, your marching order. Say, Jesus, I confess with my mouth. I believe it with my heart that you are Lord. I come short of the glory of God. And the whole idea while I'm on the face of the earth is that God's glory will be restored. The earth will be filled of the knowledge of the glory. And glory is not only shaking and falling over its part, but it's also to have prosperity, progress in my body, soul, spirit, my everyday living. Oh, my word, Father, put my name in the book of life. Forgive me my sin and wash me in the blood. From this day on, I'll serve you with my whole heart in Jesus' name. Say, Jesus, every person watching, say, Jesus, you are first. You're the most. You're the phenomenal. I put you first in every decision, every choice, and everything. And I follow God's principles, God's reality, God's way of doing things. And I will live out this great calling. I love you, Lord. That's why I can say by your stripes, I have been made whole and I'm healed already in Jesus' name. My needs are met. I'm out of debt. There's plenty more to put in store. I have authority over the plans and plots of the enemy. Take your hands off me right now in Jesus' name. I'm God's property. That's what you are. You're phenomenal. You're powerful. You're precious. You're special for God. He loves you so much. And he said, you're mine. I believe in you. Live that out, what God has designed you for. Your identity, your purpose, and the time is now in Jesus' name. Until tonight at 6 p.m., we're going to broadcast again. Tomorrow morning, again, the keys of faith. And then tomorrow night, Pastor Emila, my word. And we'll see if we have Pastor Les and Pastor Norma from East London. Um, to help connect them with Pastor Emila, that they can, with the prayer and share, maybe something and powerful in the name of Jesus. Oh, my word, live out that life and we'll have the, the that you can connect and say, I'm going to fast and pray that day in the name of Jesus for the next 21 days until January the 31st. We start tomorrow, Monday the 11th. God bless you. We love you. You're phenomenal. And you're powerful and stay safe in the presence of God. God bless you.